Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Last night we put up on our Instagram story a little box for you to ask us just about anything. So we're going to go through those questions today. We'll probably do this over two or three parts. Uh, the first one comes from Matthew Huggins. says, Roosters Grand Final. Personally, I don't have the Roosters in my Grand Final. I've said it a few times. I've got the Penrith Panthers taking on the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, but the Sydney Roosters, they are starting to find some form now. There is no doubt about it. I sort of pushed back on it for probably the last eight weeks or so, but you can see over the last two or three weeks, it is starting to come together. And I know there'll be the arguments. Yeah, they played the Tigers on the weekend. Who gives a fuck? And yeah, okay, fair fair enough. But the Roosters can only play who is put in front of them at the end of the day. I'm big on performance over scoreboard. I'm not overly impressed with the 72. I'm more impressed by the ball movement and the timing they're starting to find now, which was my big worry a month ago. It just didn't look like they all had their places sorted out. Now it kind of does. Coming out of their own end, I really do think they're as dangerous as the Penrith Panthers. Um, you know, Joey Suwali'i, he is incredible coming out of his own end, but the way that Joey Manu and James Tedesco get in a dummy half and they just play, you know, corridor football, it is incredible. And then, you, you know, I, I thought Kiri, you know, I, I thought he played his best game probably since the start of last year. I thought he was incredible the other night at the SCG, and you could see starting to find that confidence again. And I think it showed a really good balance between the Roosters' halves the other night where it was evident that as well as Sam Walker played, Luke Keary had the hot hand, and they were able to transition to whoever had the hot hand. And I think that's a really important aspect for halves to try and understand. I think for a Sam Walker, when you're young and everyone expects the world of you, you want to be the hot hand every single week. And I think the other night he showed that he was was able to sort of sit back and just chime in here and there and just play his role. I think it's a really good sign for the Roosters moving forward. So I don't have them in my grand final at the moment, Matthew, but I think they are going to be there when the whips are cracking. I personally think that the Roosters might end up playing Souths um, the first week of the finals. And if they do, I think it'll be sudden death. And 
if that is how it plays out, I'll tell you what, the team that gets knocked out there, they're a team that I honestly think could have potentially gone on to give this premiership a real shake. So, I, I you know, I think the Panthers and the Cowboys and these sides that are going to be top four, I think they'll be watching that game very closely. And I think that whichever one gets knocked out, they'll be fucking stoked because both those teams are going to be a serious problem. I hope it ends up in a different way where the Roosters don't play South Finals week one. They play other teams because I personally think they are the two best teams in the bottom four of the top eight. So I'd love to see them kick on. I think it would make this comp even more interesting. Our next one comes from Rick. Speaking of Souths, who do you think Souths need to sign to bring them back into a consistent top four team? Uh, it's an interesting one with South. Straight away, you know, the obvious answer is halfback. Um, there are, you know, Ilias is very young in his career. You could obviously go out and find better halfbacks. If you were to put a Nathan Cleary there, all of a sudden South are a top four team. If you were to put a DCE there, all of a sudden South Sydney are, prop four t- are probably a top four team. I mean, there's a lot of halfbacks you could pluck from all over this competition, chuck them into the South Seven jersey, and you go, okay, they're a top four team. But the reality is with their salary cap, they're going to have to re-sign Latrell Mitchell. They're going to have to re-sign Damien Cook, and they're going to have to re-sign Cody Walker. Now, when you've got superstars in your team, you have to give somewhere. No matter what team you are, you have to give somewhere. And for me, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they're giving a little bit at halfback at the moment. They've got a young guy coming into this side who has done a good job. If you want to excel in the next level, it probably is buying a halfback. But you need to balance out your salary cap. You can't just... Take, take, take every. You have to give somewhere. At the moment, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they're giving it half back because they've got the stars around. They've got the star hooker. They've got the star 5'8", and they've got the superstar fullback as well. So for me, I would say halfback, but I don't think they're going to be able to sign a halfback from another club who's going to fit into that little hole they've got in their salary cap. Center's another spot which I think they need to fill. We saw on the weekend, obviously, Paulo, he moved out to the wing. They find out Isaac Thompson. They're still working out who that other center is, you know, to partner Canberra Graham. Whether it's going to be Isaiah Tass, I think he's been pretty good the last few weeks. Tane Milne, Jackson Paulo. I'm not really sure who it is. I would love to see them go out and sign a center. Who would it be? I'm not sure. I'd have to have a look at the free agent list. But I think even the guy like, like it, it doesn't have to be a superstar. It just has to be someone solid. Like a Tommy Opachik at the Parramatta Eels. I reckon you could chuck him in there and he would do a job for you. Uh, Value-wise, I think he'd be sensational That's in that South Sydney side. I think there's a couple of guys around this league that they could grab. I'd be looking at the Gold Coast Titans. They've got so many centers and outside backs that aren't being utilized up there. I think you could chuck a heap of those guys at left center for the South Sydney Rabbitohs and they would do a really good job. A guy like Patrick Herbert's another one. He's always been solid defensively. He's great. He just doesn't make errors. I mean, there's uh, there's so many guys in this comp that I think they could plug in there. And I think there's guys in this competition that are playing elsewhere that would probably take a little bit unders to have the opportunity to play on the, to play left center at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think you could specifically go out and, and go to go to managers around the league and say, hey, we want your guy to play left center, not to play wing. Slash, we want him to play left center. That is where we want him. And I think they could get a number of really good guys around this league. It would either be halfback or centre. Obviously, the spots that have been left open by Adam Reynolds and Dane Gagai, but you need to somehow fill it under the pack, which would be the challenge. So it comes from Lakeside, 2034. Hope you're well, mate. Uh, I think Holbrook should be let go for Potter or a Tuvi. Agree, disagree. I don't mind it. I, I'm just, I don't know. I think Holbrook, he came into this season with a plan to go with the really young guys. He's boycotted it a little bit, bringing in Kieran Foran, but I think it's the right call. I just think it's a year late. I'd be giving him one more season, I would be. And I know that's probably a little bit controversial, 
but I'd be giving him another season. I think he started to sort of work out his spots. He's worked out that Aaron Clark's a 13. He's gone a long way around that, but he has signed Sam Verrills. So you get Sam Verrills, you get Aaron Clark at 13. It means you get to shift Tino into the front row. You know, he's got the very best out of Bo Fillmore. Hasn't got the best out of Dave Fafita yet, but if he manages to, it really could be anything. All of a sudden, Foz arrives there in seven, just gives them the direction that they need. At the end of the day, the Gold Coast Titans, they've been really disappointing this year. They've sort of been exactly what I thought they'd be, but I know a lot of you were very disappointed with them based on where you thought they'd be at the start of the season. For me, they're exactly where they should have been the entire year. But I know that people are disappointed with them, but this was always going to happen when you weren't, when you didn't have a key ball player, when you didn't have an experienced ball player. So many moments throughout the season, you look at them and you go, that would not have happened if they had an experienced ball player. We had that game against the Brisbane Broncos, an absolute shit fight. Short kickoffs when they're up and all this sort of crap. Like, just wouldn't have happened if they had an experienced guy in the halves. And they've gone out and got one. I think they've made the right call. They've now got, uh, you know, AJ Brimson. Where are they going to fit him? I personally think he's their best back. So do you play him at fullback in his key position or do you keep Campbell there, who's also a superstar, but he's probably an out-and-out fullback? Do you move Brimson into the six? I don't know how he's going to work it out. But for me personally, I think he's starting to build a decent squad. He's managed to get Sam Verrills. He's managed to get Kieran Foran. I think these were the two biggest issues throughout the entire year that one, Aaron Booth wasn't a hooker. He's a 13. He's gone and brought a quality nine from the Sydney Roosters so he can move Booth back into the spot. Sorry, not Booth. Aaron Clark into the spot that he should be playing in. Then he's got Verrills at nine. Then he can move also Kieran Foran into the halves, which I think is what they need. So for me, as much as I've been a little bit disappointed with Holbrook and how he's handled the season, I do think he should be given another year because he has gone out and got the pieces that they need. So I'm happy to wait a year. The next one comes from Macho Mansion. Says, if Tapanay and Fisher-Harris were Aussies, would they be the Kangaroos prop. I think they probably would be, to be honest with you, mate. Um, maybe not starting props, but I think they'd definitely be in the side. I think Payne Haas would probably still make the side, um, but I definitely think I would grab the other two. Paddy Carrigan going to be there and thereabouts, but for me, I think Joey Tapanay is the most damaging front rower in rugby league. He's got a huge motor. I would be picking him in an absolute heartbeat. And James Fisher-Harris, uh, he's been the alpha and the best team in the competition for the last two or three years. So yes, if they were both Aussies, they would shit into my side personally, and I also think they would shit into Mal Meningas, whether they would start or not, I don't know. But if they weren't in the 17, I would be shocked, mate. Two very, very quality players. Next one comes from Stuart Gray. What rule changes would you support for 2023? I've been harping on about this for a very, very long time. I think that in the last 10 minutes of games and in Golden Point, if you have a shot at field goal, uh, I don't think the ball going dead should be a seven-tackle set. It's one thing that annoys me in Golden Point, the teams. And you saw it with Cronulla and South Sydney a few weeks ago. Latrell had a couple of shots, missed them. None of them were bad kicks, but all of a sudden you get punished with 20 metres and an extra tackle. You essentially hand over 30 metres, yeah, which is – it's just too much for me. I also think that I would change – so the reason why we brought in the seven-tackle rule was because guys were just kicking the ball dead, and it was a, it was just – it was getting out of fucking control. Guys were kicking it dead. They come out to the 20-metre line, and then we brought in the seven-tackle set to penalise them even more. For me, I would change the rule that if you – kick it dead from your red zone, so the 20-metre line to the trial line. If the ball goes dead, I don't believe it should be a seven-tackle. I think it should come out to the 20-metre, but I think the seven-tackle is too much of a severe penalty. If you kick it from beyond the 20-metre line, so from your own trial line to the opposition 20-metre line, that 80 metres, if you kick it dead from there, tough shit. That should be a seven-tackle set. But I feel like now you're seeing more and more teams on last tackle. They're just getting tackled in corners and turning the ball over there because it just makes life easier for them. They don't risk 
risk giving away a seven-tackle set. And for me, it's not the most entertaining brand of rugby league. I look back always to the 2013 grand final. I was lucky enough to be out there. And I saw Michael Jennings do the most incredible fucking try where he leaped through the air and got a James Maloney kick that was pinpoint. But teams would never put in that kick nowadays because it's too risky. You give away seven tackles. Similar to uh, the Jonathan Thurston play a couple of years ago where G.I. dove over the dead ball and threw it back in. Whenever that happens, I remember Kevin Proctor did it last year as well. Whenever that happens, we shit ourselves. It goes for clicks on Twitter. It does. It goes everywhere. We absolutely love it. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, you name it. People love seeing that, but teams are too scared to do it because the risk is too high. For me, you want to bring attacking kicks into our game because we've got all these guys that are masters with their boots. You, you look at like DCE, Nathan Cleary, Adam Reynolds, what these guys can do is incredible. But the risk versus reward screams to you, do not kick the ball deep into the end goals. Just get it to sit there. Do not play attacking footy there. And for me, that's a problem. I want to see entertaining rugby league as I'm sure you guys do. So that'll be my big rule change that I would make. I think it's absolute dog shit the way it's played at the moment and I hate it. Uh, next one comes from Dan Jenkins. Who do we keep? Moses or Dill Brown? Oh, tough one. Oh, geez. I've been so impressed with Moses. But ever since Dill Brown debuted, as you guys know on the podcast, I've been a huge fan. All last year when people were bagging him left, right, and center, I said, you're kidding yourselves. He is an absolute superstar. The stats just aren't reflecting it. All of a sudden this year, the stats are reflecting it. Uh, he's getting, you know, one pass wider for all the plays he was doing last year. And now everyone sits up and talks about Dill Brown nonstop. We're starting to notice his defense now, which we spoke about all last year. I'd probably consider Dill Brown, to be honest with you. I don't know if he's going to be a first-choice guy like like Mitch Moses, which is why people will lean to Mitch Moses because he's shown he's a seven. He can lead the team around. But Dill Brown, the ability he's got at the moment, the way he defends, I think you could put him next to a half-decent halfback. I don't think you need a Mitch Moses next to Dill Brown to make Dill Brown effective. I think you've seen him a couple of times with young um, Arthur, and he still manages to play his role there. So for me... I'm probably leaning towards Dill Brown, but it is a bit of a risk because genuine halfbacks, they're bloody hard to find. And whilst I think Dill Brown can be really successful next to just a stock standard seven, can he win a comp? I'm not sure. Can you win a comp with Mitch Moses and a decent 5-8? Maybe you can. I don't know. But I, I don't know what the exact answer is for that. But when I look at age and potential, I would probably lean towards Dylan Brown defensively. Just just has everything uh, tied up in one. But game management-wise, it is Mitch Moses by a country mile. Really interesting one there. Dan, I'd love for you to message me and let me know what you think of that one. Do you think Reese Walsh will be good at the Broncos next year? That one comes from Zazzy. Yeah, I do, mate. I'm a big Reese Walsh fan. I think he's going to do really well back at the Brisbane Broncos. You mentioned, sorry, at the end of your question about being worried about his defense. And yeah, I agree with you. It has been a bit of a worry the last few weeks, but I just think Kevin Walters, Adam Reynolds, these guys, they'll be able to iron that out. Uh, I sort of felt like that's been a problem with other guys at the Broncos too, like Tessie New. I think Tamari Martin's done a really good job. I'm hoping that once Reese Walsh arrives there and him and Tessie are going head-to-head for that position once again, I'm hoping it brings out the very best in both. And I think you can improve that with Reese Walsh. I think there'll be guys around Brisbane that will be able to help him with that. Uh, it has been a pretty... Pretty challenging few years for Reese Walsh coming into the first grade arena, obviously at the Warriors, being away from home, changing clubs, missing a preseason last year. There's been a lot going on. His preseason he has had. The Warriors have been all over the fucking shot. So I think being back at home at the Brisbane Broncos with a heap of experienced guys that will be able to help him out, 
I think you can get something pretty special out of Reese Walsh. I know some people think he's a little bit overrated and whatnot, but I just think he's an absolute goer. As you guys know, he won me over a couple of years ago when um, he was he couldn't have hit the side of a barn, and he just the game was on the line, and he wanted the ball in his hands, and that's what I really appreciate and respect in guys. All chips in, games on the line. Reese Walsh is one of those fellas. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. He wants the ball in his hand. He wants to take that shot at field goal. He wants to throw that last pass, yeah? He's willing to do it, and that's a mindset that not many guys have. Everyone thinks they have it until the moment comes, and then you find out who really has it, and Maurice Walsh is one of those guys who has that sort of mindset. So, yes, I do think he'll be successful in Brisbane. It is a bit odd the way that he's come around to you know, find his way now into the Brisbane first-grade side after everything that went down and how it all played out pretty publicly, uh, but I do believe it'll be a really good signing, and the key is how cheap he is. You're getting him so undervalued, it's not even funny. So, And that's when you can really be successful, when you're getting superstars that are playing overs. Now, this is a unique situation because he's a guy that's had experience elsewhere and he's wanted by other clubs. He's also a billboard guy. If he just keeps it all straight and 180 off the field, which hopefully he will, I think Reese Walsh should be a really good signing. Uh, we'll dive into more of your questions a little bit later today, guys. We're going to have the rapid review dropping this morning as well, so stay tuned for that one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 